0: the best insight,
1: instant feedback,
0: accountability, the all-new Talk Radio Freedom 106.5. So
1: welcome back, Trinidad and Tobago, and as I said, we are going to begin an interview with our panel. Let me first introduce the panel, Miss Irma Bailey-Rays, Director, Child Affairs Division, Gender and Child Affairs, Mrs. Rosanna Chardini, I hope I pronounced that correctly. Child Development Specialist, Child Affairs Division, Gender and Child Affairs. And Mr. RJ Gordon, Child Rights Ambassador. And we're here to talk about the sixth cohort of Child Rights Ambassadors under the Division of Gender and Child Affairs. And they were officially enrolled during a ceremony at the Office of the Prime Minister in St. Clair. The exciting initiative was supported or is supported by UNICEF, which empowers young people to become advocates for their rights. With the addition of this new cohort, the CRA program has now commissioned a total of 382 child rights ambassadors in Trinidad and Tobago. So the panel is here to discuss the uh, development of that idea and uh, to basically tell us what the cohort is about. And what is the Child Rights Ambassadors Program? So good morning to you, ladies and gentlemen.
2: Good morning. Good morning.
1: Good morning. morning. So can I start with uh, uh, Miss Irma Bailey-Rays, Director of Child Affairs Division and Gender Child Affairs? Can you tell me what is the Child Rights Ambassadors Program? What it is all about?
0: Okay, so... um, The Child Rights Ambassadors program is specifically designed to have children participate as advocates for sensitizing and bringing to um, awareness of their peers as well as adults and within their communities, their direct communities and external communities about the rights of a child and i'm happy that actually rosanna is here because rosanna has been the project lead from its inception so rosanna can expound on what the child rights ambassador how it generated how
1: it started and all of that and so she can tell us more about the program thank you welcome welcome Welcome.
2: Yeah, thank you so much for the opportunity and the invitation. Um, So in 2016, the Charities Ambassadors Program was envisioned as one of the main ways we wanted to try to um, involve children in the process of advocating for their rights. Um, You may be familiar with the saying, nothing for us without us. And so it is with that same spirit, um, even though we know that there is a need for for the rights of children, To be protected to be promoted it's important for us to also ensure that children are involved in that process and this is stemming from the united nations convention on the rights of a child as well as the political Um, desire of our government of Trinidad and Tobago and not just the government of today but uh, the the current ruling government and the opposition it is the desire of all the politicians that at the end of the day um, we secure the future we secure the now and we ensure that the next generation has a Trinidad and Tobago uh, that is one that can ensure they fulfill their rights and they fulfill their um, potential as well. And so the Convention on the Rights of a Child calls for the will to recognize that children have a right to express their opinions, they have a right to be involved in activities that concern them, and they have a right to assemble. And so this program is was conceptualized in 2016, and the idea was that we would take a cohort of children train them, teach them about the United Nations Convention on the Rights of a Child, um, but more so to get that child feel we wanted for them to be able to teach their peers and adults about the convention and about the rights of a child in a child-friendly manner. And so in addition to them being taught about the convention, we also teach them, give them sensitization on different creative arts. Now, with the pandemic occurring, traditionally we would have done things like music, drama, spoken word, um, song and and dance, and even art to some extent. And given these students, Tools to translate the messages and the information on the convention to their peers. Now with the pandemic, one of the challenges that we had was that persons were um, encouraged to physically distance. And so as a result, um, we introduced digital arts as part of the training program as well. And so now the program involves training on the convention as well as training on social media, the digital arts and the creative arts. And so through this, once we've trained the ambassadors, they then have the opportunity to train their peers, go out into their communities, um, speak to adults, etc., about child rights. And so because of that, we have been able to reach approximately 350,000 persons over the past years of running this program, just from the children themselves um, reaching out to others. So another question coming in. And of course, there's a competition aspect attached to the program as well.
1: So we could talk more about that competition part. Uh, Let me ask this question. How many child rights ambassadors are there? And how many has the recruitment process been so far? And how has the recruitment process been so far?
0: So um, at present, we have trained just approximately 400 child rights ambassadors across the country. And the recruitment process is a yearly um, activity as and utilizing the Child Rights them, Ambassadors themselves, those who are certified. Um, we see that we are getting more responses to engaging in that, and we do have um, plans for expansion, um, which will take on a new level because we're also looking at that, that uh, grouping that have aged out of the the program because we know a child, the legal age is um, from zero to 18. And so once the child has um, turned 18, they are now no longer as child rights ambassadors, but we do consider them as our child rights ambassador alumni and they themselves have a part to play in mentoring and supporting uh, the program going forward.
1: So how does a child become a child right ambassador? How how do you uh, put out the word that you are recruiting? Because um, to tell you that this is the first time that I'm hearing about it, and I'm sure that many young people would be interested, or parents would see that this would be a good opportunity for their kids to get involved in in some, some sort of social activity.
2: Yeah, um, well, Just to also share a little bit about the the history of even the recruitment process. So because we would have started before the pandemic, we would have reached out to schools and asked schools um, in the initial stages to select two students from each of the schools. And so we would have started with like a cohort of 30 persons from about 15 schools. And as the years progressed, One of the things that we wanted to do was to increase the level of participation, because realistically, you know, if you ask a school to send two students to do a program like this, very often the schools would choose the head boy, the head girl, the prefect. Mm -hmm. But we wanted the program to reflect children from various backgrounds, even children who may not always have those opportunities in lack of a better term we even wanted some of the quote-unquote troublemakers to be a part of the program Mm -hmm. because we wanted for them to be able to reach their peers to reach their their friends and so over the years we've also started publicly advertising via social media so that in addition to the schools selecting and appointing students to participate in the training program um, parents can also follow us on social media that's at Child Rights AMB, that's the Child Rights Ambassadors page, Mm -hmm. or they can follow the ministry page at Gender and Child Affairs. And when we have the training, which is usually once a year, UNICEF would also advertise on their platform. Um, However, to be honest with you, we are seeing that we're still getting um, a particular type of student, very often the students from South, the students Mm -hmm. from the schools who really push for the extracurricular, Um, who really push for, you know, trying to get their their students to go after scholarships. And so that is really the heart behind us expanding the program and making changes, which we'd be happy to share more about. Um, Because one of the issues also is that the training program was always done traditionally in that first term of the school year between September and November. Um, But one of the things we want to do is to digitize the training so that throughout the year, if a child learns about the program, they can go on the website and access that training one time and become an ambassador once they complete the, the various activities. So we're not there yet, but we're hoping within the next year or two years, the recruitment process can be uh, all year, every day kind of thing. But for now,
0: it's once, it's at one period during the year. So this is and me- let me also share um, that we are also big on that level of inclusion and equity. And so beyond the, the scope of us looking with, for diverse, uh, diversity within the schools, we've also reached out to some of the community um, residences, uh, children in care, uh, as well as the children's home. So we do have participants from the children's home as a part of the ambassadors program.
1: So I wanted to discuss a little more about the in-person training and the Convention on the Rights of a Child. Uh, how does drama and fundamental graphics and gra- uh, video design fall into this? Can you discuss a little more about that?
2: Sure. Um, so I would also encourage, if you're listening, if you have access to social media, um, I would want for you to go on Instagram, go on Facebook, and go just type in at Child Rights AMB, Child Rights AMB. So the United Nations Convention on the Rights of a Child, it's a a document of about 54 articles which outlines the different things that adults should do for children and the different rights that the, the world basically is recognizing that children are born with inherently. So I mentioned some of them such as freedom of expression um, but it also includes things like rights for children to be protected. Um, traditionally, because the convention is will be 35 years this year, we've had some challenges with the current cohort of parents um, and even by my parents, I'm, I'm. I will be forty this year. Hmm. Um, when my parents was raising me, as up until I was about four, there was no such thing as the conventional rights of a child. So now we're teaching children about rights, and we're getting some pushback from adults. You know, what's this rights thing? I didn't grow up with no rights. All they have to do is all they have a right is a right to learn their book, and you know these yeah. kinds of and things. Do we as can. I say, and, and that's so as I Yeah, correct. So one of the things that we, our training is for children to understand that with human rights come responsibility. And you can think of the, the Spider-Man um, adage when Uncle Ben was saying, with great power comes great, great responsibility. responsibility. Mm-hmm. And so what we want is for, if if we train the children to understand their rights and understand the responsibilities that come with it, um, such as ensuring that your your enjoyment of rights doesn't infringe on another person's rights, Um, and we also give them the tools to share that information in a creative way. Because children, we believe, are the best persons to speak to children, Mm-hmm. They then take that information and convert it into ways that their peers would understand. So right now we're in a tick, Gen Alpha is in a, a TikTok generation. They're big on social media, so we would give them the information and they would come up with these amazing social media reels about rights. And very often they may choose an issue that's very passionate to them. So some of them, for example, are. Um, very passionate about environmental sustainability, some about consent and inclusion. And so on our child rights social media pages, um, the Child Rights AMB, you'd be able to see some of the videos that the children have created over the years. Um, Other students, for example, because a part of the program involves them doing in-person presentations, either in their schools or in their communities, some of them go about and they do those presentations. And so they may include games, um, I saw a student, for example, she was trying to teach the concept of inclusion. And so she got these different bottles and had the children pick out which bottles. are. And so
1: mm-hmm.
2: we teach the basics and they bring their, their child-like creativity, creativity yes. and their experience into the mix. And so very often um, it seems to sink home better for the children than when an adult comes and says, hey, you have rights.
1: Now, we mentioned that UNICEF supports this program. How does UNICEF play a role in the production and the uh, upkeep of this program? Well, UNICEF
2: partners with us, and I think they would have played a greater role in terms of the development of the program in its inception, in terms of how we conceptualized the program back in 2016 right now they're taking on the role more of an advisory as well as a funder for the program so most of the training that is done is done um, is facilitated by the staff of gender and child affairs division with support from the child rights ambassadors alumni themselves and unicef now would take on the role of um, providing sponsorship for the prizes in particular sometimes they would fund the venue depending on these the number of children applying um they would assist with the advertising but more so providing some level of technical input so for example um there was a particular year that their focus was on child labor and so in our training on the convention on the rights of the child we would have included a bit more information on child labor and so that's the role that they're taking on now it's more Um, The program itself is led more by the Child Affairs Division, but we definitely have funding support from
1: UNICEF. So, Ms. Reyes, I'd like to bring you into the conversation as well. Could you tell us more about the competition and uh, describe the purpose and uh, the winner of each award and uh, what types of awards are there and uh, how is the judging applied? Oh, great. Thank you so much.
0: Um, So, the... We encourage a healthy form of competitiveness in that we know that everyone has their own various ways and creative ways of, of doing things. Um, so there are several categories that your creative piece would be looked at from. So we have the Child Advocate Awards, looking specifically at how you your, your piece demonstrate that level of advocacy for whatever right or uh, issue that you are portraying. Uh, For this year, we had um, four winners um, and we were looking at it from the the concept of district-wide. So we had from the north, northern and southern region of Trinidad, we had um, from the public as well as Tobago. We also have a Resiliency Award, and that is for persons who would have overcome tremendous um, challenges to be able to still participate and yet still advocate in a high level. That award um, was also given at our last graduation as well. We have the Community Service Award, And that specifically looks at how you are engaging your community with the information, how you are integrating what you're learning in building your community, Um, and the People's Choice Award. And the People's Choice Award is specifically looking at that social media perspective of it, where the the public can actually, um, through their votes, determine who that winner is.
1: All right. And
0: well, just... uh,
2: Yes, go ahead. If I could just add on, I just wanted to talk a little bit more about the Community Service Award because this year we really were amazed by some of the initiatives. So for each of these categories, there is a scoring rubric and an independent panel of judges who would review the work submitted by the children outside of the Child Affairs Division. And so for the Community Service Award, this year, we had um, the, the winner would have run a barbecue in her community to raise funds to contribute to one of the, the mosques in, um, I think it was Londonville, because her aim was to improve the bathroom facilities to ensure that persons with disabilities would have access and that the female um, bathroom area would be at a better standard. And so, she was able to show in the video the materials that would have been done the. Um, community effort of persons coming together for the barbecue Um, we've had we had another runner up who she is really good at art and drawing and so she was able to do a presentation with the brownies association and had some of the artwork that she would have done and the artwork would depict different children's rights that was displayed eventually in the parliament building Mm. and then we had other persons go out have presentations on child rights in the community we had a person sending pictures of children in a savannah and the ground others had presentations at their um at the sunday school and with little children Mm -hmm. and so this is the kind of um, when we talk about advocacy on children really being the initiators of change. These are some of the things that we really wanted to recognize and commend. The only thing is we didn't have an award for everyone, right? Um, but we really are proud and happy to see that the children are seeing beyond themselves and even beyond their schools into the needs of the community.
1: I know we briefly discussed how children can apply, but from Speaking with you, I realised that you wanted a, a broader net. So, could you repeat again uh, the ways in which they can contact the organisation so that um, listening that they, if they want to join, they can. Sure.
2: Um, so you can follow us on social media, that's Instagram or Facebook, at Child Rights Amb. A for Apple, M for Mango. B for Balata yeah, um, Child Rights AMB
1: <laughs> Local um, Fruits, I love it at,
2: <laughs> Yes, I try The apple isn't so local yeah. really, but, yeah. um, So it's At Child Rights AMB And you can also Follow us at Gender and Child Affairs, so that's Child Rights AMB or Gender and Child Affairs Or you can reach out To us via email At GCA Underscore Child at gov.tt, G as in goat, C as in cat, A as in armadillo. Auntita. Auntita, Aunt yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Auntita, G-C-A <laughs> underscore child at
0: gov.tt. That's yes, and we still go through the school just to um, let you know that your schools will have information as well on the Child Rights Ambassadors Program. Um, so you can see your principals, your teachers to get a bit more information on that Uh, the actual application form is on the website and via social media as well so please utilize the links follow us Mm
1: -hmm. and just to close off what would be the mission for the program the aim and the mission of the program heading into 2025 Um, understanding that this cohort is almost at the end of its cycle so the new ones coming up what would be the aim and mission
0: So uh, we are looking at expansion. We are recognizing that um, the trainings and stuff with the interest that we are having in the program, we really want to be able to meet a wider net. And how do we do that? We are actually looking at building it more on our website, having the Child Rights Ambassadors program entirely online um we're also looking at extending towards that mentorship program that um, we shared about earlier with our alumni actually becoming more involved in giving that support to younger um to the younger ambassadors as well as to have the public corporate um public to give that level of mentorship to our um to our ambassadors either in the form of internship or um that level of support going forward. Uh, we do have more trainings happening. We want to empower the um, the ambassadors, as Rosanna was sharing, we want them to be most equipped in using the various social medias and such. So we would be doing more trainings for these ambassadors and just incorporating um, a more visibility in the public eye so that persons can see what a great work the ambassadors themselves
1: are doing. So if we could release one more time the names of the uh, websites or social media handles that we can uh, as the public can take a look at past work and uh, your future endeavors before we close off. Can you give off the social media handles again?
0: That's a problem. Follow us on Instagram at Child Rights AMB or at Gender and Child Affairs or call us on our website at gca underscore child.
1: Well, thank you so much, Miss Irma bailey Reyes and Mrs. Rosanna Cardines for joining us today here on Freedom 106.5 FM, and we appreciate your hard work.
0: Thank you so much for having us. We really appreciate this time as well. The best insight, mm-hmm. instant feedback, accountability, the all-new Talk Radio, Freedom 106.5.